everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Coffee and Jesus. I really hope that's an exciting sound that you just heard because 25 is my favorite number and this is insane. This is so crazy. I just did 25 episodes now of this podcast, Coffee and Jesus, and yet again, it's just like just sitting here like reminiscing just when I first started and just like just thinking about just being in my college building on campus on campus and just like deciding to start this podcast and really my hope was to help you guys out you listeners and just really be honest um, with myself and with you guys and just truly help you all grow your relationship with Jesus and man I just yet again I say this every episode but I can't stop because it's so true and I'm so grateful for you guys just all your feedback and just hearing from each and every one of you through a text or a DM or a call just just knowing that my podcast is helping you guys out and just man that it makes my day it always does and I'm just really really excited for the future of this podcast and even just um, finding ways to grow it and just to help others through it and I just it's it's so cool because I've originally intended to just share what's happening in my life and just reading scripture just to help you guys out but really it helps me as well and just like really gets my mind thinking about the word of God and just sharing stuff that just really builds my faith and that's what one thing I just wanted to briefly talk about is just spending time with those around you and just being honest like I find myself like doing this podcast like even though I'm like talking to four different walls (laughs) and they all look the same and there's no like human beings in this room it does feel like I'm sharing because I know you guys are listening and that makes me so happy and it just like means I I keep using that phrase, means the world, but it does. It does mean the world to me that you guys are just growing from it, and I love it. I love hearing about the questions and the just the joy that you guys have listening to my podcast, and that makes me happy knowing Jesus is truly speaking to you through it. That's so cool. And um, But yeah, just being honest and sharing with your friends and your family and those people that you're close with really changes things for you and I've I've experienced that just in my podcast and even with people though just sharing my personal journey and just sharing your own faith and who God is and how the Holy Spirit just leads you throughout the week and that means a lot even though it seems like a small conversation maybe like at a coffee shop because you know that's where I'm at but it could mean the difference between somebody being saved and somebody not being saved. And so it's like, man, like you want to take, I just really encourage you guys to take that chance that sharing your faith could go a long, long way. Like you could be leading somebody to Jesus based on that one conversation. And in the end, whether they decide to go to God or not, if they're not a Christian or like no matter what happens 
it builds you up in faith because you're building yourself in confidence in who your God is and just sharing how amazing he is and how the Holy Spirit is just speaking to us, building relationship with us and helping us grow our giftings. And man, it's just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> There's just so much. What is life without the Holy Spirit within us and Jesus saying, here am I, come to me, I have a plan for you. There is nothing greater. <laughs> I just can't get over it. Man, I'm on one right now. <laughs> I'm on one, and I haven't had coffee for a while today, and it's fine. <laughs> but, but I did. I had coffee, and I told you guys, if you listened to the last episode, I said that I was going to try <sighs> Beagle. No, it is a Beagle, but it's called Bentley's. It's called Bentley's Coffee in Albany, Oregon. And it's this, like, giant image of a dog at this coffee shop, and it's a drive through And it looks like they changed the building from, like, a car wash into a coffee shop. So it really looks, like, very unique, but really cool. And so... I got an iced vanilla latte there, of course, and I gotta say, I'm, I'm giving that a 9.1 out of 10, okay? So, here's the thing, it tasted so good, it reminded me of, if you're from Newburgh, Coffee Cottage, but for me, when I taste the iced vanilla latte from Coffee Cottage, that has more of a taste of syrup and strength of coffee so you get kind of a mix of like just thick it feels like this feels like half of that but you still get the same taste but half the syrup half the strength and it tastes it works really well and they use crushed ice which is really cool so that being said Bentley's on a scale from chapters chapters to me is a 10 out of 10 this is going to be definitely a close second, which is great for me because now I have a place close to home that I can go to like that. Sadly, it beat Mugs, which is a closer coffee shop, and I always talk about Mugs. Mugs is great. I think it's really good. I think their iced vanilla latte needs a little bit more. I would say either they need to change out their syrup to be a little more milky flavored, but... It's good in general. Mugs would probably be like an 8.7. So this is a 9.2. This Bentley's place. So would recommend. Would, 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 would recommend Bentley's if you're from Albany, Oregon or close to Albany. But, man, um, I'm just really excited. You know me. I'm just always hyped about what God's doing. And, yeah, if... Here's the thing. During this week, I've just been... Um, going through both Hebrews and Genesis now. Uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, have you ever, like, like for your devotional stuff, do you ever, um, like, read two different books at the same time? Because I always just do, like, I've been doing, like like I said, I've been re- reading First Samuel, and then I went to Second Samuel, and I read through books in the New Testament, but it was always individually each day. But I've been having this thought, like, I I wanted to read Genesis for the first time, like, all the way through, and I wanted to read Hebrews um, 
through because I'm starting to teach a class pretty soon on Hebrews, which I'm really excited for. But I talked to my dad about reading two books at the same time, and he has. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I did it. So I do like two chapters of Genesis and two chapters of Hebrews right after. And what's crazy is I'm just like seeing the likeness and the um, referencing like I had no idea and this is such a god thing because like how do you how do you pick two books out of all these books in the bible that are so like back to back like referencing like Genesis speaks about the creation and just lines all these like foundation of the earth and creation from god and then it just is getting referenced in hebrews and man it's like crazy it's so cool because i'm like i just read that <laughs> and i'm like dude that's so sick and so that's been really fun for me and i've been reading hebrews and there's this one chapter that just like stuck out and i just literally like sat back in my chair and i was like holy crap like that was that i was like that is wisdom that is truth that is god holy cow i just like whoa because it's like here's the new testament here's the book in a bible that speaks about our life in christ and those who are not and just talking about growing in maturity and just pushing towards the kingdom of god and living your life serving the lord but not in as to like save ourselves from judgment but the same time kind of it's it's crazy it's so crazy and i'm gonna talk about it right now okay i i gotta stop wasting time and just talking about it and just start reading it but it's so cool i would really recommend if you guys um are thinking about going to do this class even if you're part of my church and you're hearing right now about me teaching a class in the future on hebrews definitely get a jump start if you want um if not definitely read hebrews it, it, it gets you thinking a lot and it's really 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 cool and i've already got so much wisdom and knowledge of just god's word and like how we're supposed to live and it's just so good it's so good and i'm gonna just read through it and just my goal today in this podcast is to help you guys understand and discern and i'm going to interpret what scripture is saying and this is what i believe is truth and i believe the whole bible is truth i'm not trying to like discredit sections of the bible and just be like because that's one thing that gets on my nerves is somebody just like living their life as a christian but then they just they're like you know what sin doesn't exist bam and they rip like feels like half the bible or they're like you know what i agree with this but i don't agree with this so just gonna rip that out or i don't believe in the holy spirit or i don't believe in the gifting so i'm just gonna rip that that's not for today guess what the bible is for today and so i believe that we're supposed to take the whole truth of the bible and discern it and live by it and that is not ripping out pages but discerning and interpreting the bible correctly and taking all as truth and so uh, yeah 
that kind of gets me thinking just big time just like i could go off right now and just like there's so many people live life based on works and it feels like they just read the old testament and they don't even know about jesus and they don't even know about his grace and they don't even know about what he's done on the cross and how perfect he was and how we don't need to work to be perfect anymore that was the old testament this is the new testament this is our new life oh my word I gotta read this chapter or else I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go off track. Okay. So we are gonna read Hebrews six. Now this is gonna be intense but so so good. I got my Bible is like marked up like crazy because this chapter's gonna be nuts, okay? And so chapter six kinda starts a little bit after the section like titled. So I'm going to go a little bit before that. So I'm going to start at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, and um, just go through from there and read through the chapter 6. So prepare yourself. This is going to be good. So if you're in a drive or anything, this is perfect for you. So let's do this. So it's titled, um, and this is in the ESV version. So it's titled, Warning Against Apostasy. Oh, before I start, really quick, um, a brief introduction of Hebrews. It says in the, even in the beginning of the book of Hebrews, it kind of talks about, like, nobody knows who wrote the book of Hebrews, but there's mentions of, like, dead works and all that stuff, which Paul references dead works and speaks about dead works and living works. And so there's, like, a kind of clue of how the he who the author could be so my thinking is that paul wrote hebrews and so that's my thought of it but um so if you think it's paul paul is speaking to the jewish people during this time and these are the people that um, i believe what it says is um just jewish people that are changed because of who Jesus is and decided to become Christians and so they have this knowledge of serving God already but it's different now because of Jesus so um, here's verse 11 of chapter 5 so it says warning against apostasy about this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God, which, which like understanding who Jesus is, what he's done, you know. So he's going to then talk about this. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of right, in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil so here which i think it's paul is um, talking about the difference between learning god's word and like really you need to start off like as a child just drinking milk rather than just going straight for the solid food because thinking about a child eating like a steak they would they would not be able to do it but when you're growing up and you're maturing, then you're like, oh, this steak looks good. And then you're able to eat steak. He's referencing that based on, or not referencing, but kind of giving an analogy of us as Christians. When you first become Christians, it's 
important to understand grace. It's important to understand who Jesus is and how we're not saved by works anymore, but we're saved by Jesus and his resurrection and this new life we live in. And then you get into more mature things and thinking about the giftings of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit leading us and kingdom building and all these like stuff to uh, like really, really mature you and discerning scripture and interpreting and all these like things that you need along the way after learning the basics, as he says here, the basic principles of the oracles of God. So that's already that, which is great. And that I feel like is pretty clear. Um, But now we're entering chapter six. So this says, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. See, there's kind of the hint of maybe this is Paul speaking and already he's referencing like you have to repent for our sins and accept Jesus and boom, you're a Christian. And that's kind of like the start of it and where he's talking about just being a new coming Christian, but he's talking to the Jewish people. And so these guys have already been growing. They've already known who God is and they've accepted Jesus and they're seeking the more mature things and he's telling them they need to seek more of not just this like repent 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 and Jewish people are used to be always about that you know before Jesus and now it's like move on like go into mature things grow in the giftings and all these things so let's continue so it says in 6 verse 2 and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So these are all like understanding the word of God. And washings could be um, seen as being baptized and laying on of hands could be like healing, resurrection of the dead. That's like miracles and eternal judgment. It's talking about that understanding of end time stuff but not like I said before not living it but understanding it and so in verse 3 now it says and this we will do if God permits for it is impossible okay verse 4 I'm going to read for like a little bit here and then we're going to deep dive because this is where it gets kind of intense so it says for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, which I'm which I am interpreting as receiving Jesus, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, so then receiving the Holy Spirit, and have been tasted and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come. And then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. For land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But... If it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to be, to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. Okay, 
we got through some verses and it's it's intense and it's this is why I'm here <laughs> to help interpret it. So let me read again, starting at verse four. For it is impossible. Let's so he doesn't use for it's kind of it could be possible or it might work. It says for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened. So we're thinking who have once known Jesus and who have tasted the heavenly gift, so received Jesus into their heart, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, so receiving the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God, so reading the Word, discerning the Word, growing in it, and the powers of the age to come. So we're thinking the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And then have fallen away. So you're like, okay, so that's interesting. To restore them. So think about is impossible for a Christian to know Jesus and then f- know his word, be filled in the Holy Spirit, but then fall away to restore them again to repentance. Since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm in holding him up to contempt. And so this is where it gets kind of interesting. So there's this question of, okay, wait. So, is Paul saying that when, so I I personally know people like this who have been in Christ, have known Christ, and have received the Holy Spirit, and I've seen them do amazing things, but then they become backslidden, and now they're just so far away from Christ, and so not what the Bible says, and just so twisted, and you're like, man, I... Like, I don't want to judge them, but I know it's not good. It's not good what they're doing. And I've talked about this in the podcast before. It kind of feels like it's le- it's been leading up to this chapter, but it's like, man, how, what now what? Like, do you speak to them? Do you, like, be there for them? And I say yes, but this chapter is kind of saying almost like because of that, that could be like a hardening of heart where – like there it feels like it's impossible that you can't bring them back to Jesus because they're already they've already seen the light and they said no to it and they've just denied it completely and they just fallen away and so i always for me i'm always going to pray for them i i'm always having hope that they come back to Christ but this is kind of saying you know what if they do that it's impossible for them to come back. And so that's kind of a really, really hard truth because I say continue to pray, but at the end of the day, God has every right to do what needs to be done and be a just God and judge them by his His view, his understanding, his judgment because um, he is Lord. He is Lord o- over all of us. He is God. He is the creator. He is the most high. Like, who are we to say, oh, like, go up to heaven and say we have someone that is, like, totally far from God, and we're up there, and we're like, God, please allow them to be in heaven. Like, I I know they're a good person. I know that they did this because I, I know them more than you do. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, God created them. God created the world, created man. You don't think he knows their heart? Like, if he says that, they aren't allowed in heaven or they're to be judged in that way. It's like, let it be. He is Lord over. That is the sovereignty of God, knowing that at the end of the day, 
he has every right to do what he sees favorable. And so, so then it goes into this parable and it, because the Jewish people in general are all about parables. You know, Jesus talking to all these people in Israel and they've always grown up with these parables and Jesus is speaking in parables. And now I think Paul is speaking another parable here. And it talks about really in a different way seeing these last couple verses. So this is verse 7. For land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for who okay a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God so this is talking about the christian like realizing who god is and and receiving the vastness and the gloriousness of who god is and the giftings and all that but it if it bears thorns and thistles it is worthless and near to being cursed and its end is to be burned. Holy crap. So it's like, that's intense. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to be on that side of like, I don't want to fall away. Because honest, life is so, in my eyes, it's so hard to be away from God now. Because I see how much he just blesses me and how good he is. But then there's that other side of it where you see those around you that have denied God who have once felt like it he they've been with God and now they've just fallen away and really God has every right to judge them and it seems like they've allowed these thorns and thistles and sin into their lives to let that be their God. And at the end of the day, we could assume what their heart is, but God sees their heart. God knows exactly where they're at. And so he has every right to do what he sees favorable, like I said. And so, but let us continue so it's not this, like, scary thought that, like, oh, well, where am I at, though? What? How does God see me? Okay, I got you. Here we go. Verse 9. Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved... We feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation, for God is not unjust, so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints, as you still do, and we desire each one of you to share the same earnestness, to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit inherit the promises boom boom so here's Paul and he's talking about to these Jewish people that have been serving God and in the previous chapters they've they needed correction on seeing like like some of them have been praying up to angels and to other things or about Moses and I think it's Paul yet again but he is speaking to these Jewish people and correcting them and saying Jesus is the high priest Jesus is the most high you should be praying to Jesus worshiping who Jesus is and asking him for understanding all this stuff and so but they've already had like I've talked about before the basic knowledge of all that and and Paul's really encouraging them to speak 
and to grow in maturity. And so during this understanding of this new understanding of um, just building themselves up in maturity and serving him and not to fall away, not to fall away from God and be like, oh, well, why do I have to serve him? It's like, look, our hope and our full assurance until the end is found in Jesus, is found in our faith and patience that what he said is truth and that we don't need to be worried about where we stand. When we're so in love with Jesus and even when we make mistakes and we but we still come back to Jesus, we still have our eyes fixed on who he is. We still just have this passion of seeing God's kingdom grow. We still have this passion to see what God has for us and what he wants to speak to us about. It's like that is our hope and our reassurance that we don't need to worry about our salvation because that's said and done when we are living the right life that Christ has truly given us, that we don't have to be unsure of like, oh, if he's saying this, then where do I stand? It's like when you're loving who God is, when you're loving who Jesus is and serving the saints and serving the people around you and living your life for Christ, our salvation is set in stone and that we're our hope is in Christ, that that gives us the full assurance that we're growing a relationship with God. We're growing our understanding of who God is. We're growing our knowledge and our desire to be kingdom building, to be doing exactly what God has done. Because guess what? At the end of the day, our lives are not our own. We have said yes to Jesus and no to these sinful things of the world. And the world can totally twist our mind into understanding, oh, you should be focusing on these things. You should be focusing I'm going to say it. You should be focusing on woke interpretation. You should be focusing on woke understanding and saying yes to these things that I know that it's sinful way in the Bible. It says it's a sin. But guess what? We're going to say not to that. No, we're saying yes to all that God says is true in the word of God. And we're going to say yes to all that God speaks to us in the Holy Spirit. And through that, that gives us the full assurance of our salvation, the full understanding that Jesus is so above every single thing that we face in this earth, that we live life so much greater and so much more in joy because we're saying yes to him because of what he's done on the cross, because we have once been so sucked up in sin, but now we are made righteous and holy and have a relationship with God because what Jesus has done on the cross and his resurrection. Boom! Just freaking drop the mic. <laughs> drop the mic. I could slam the mic right now on the ground. But guess what? You could be thinking, oh, that was so good. Well, guess what? I was just reading the Bible. That's just what the word of God says. And you know what else is crazy? I'm not even done with the chapter yet. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I talk too much, man. Shoot. Okay, well, I'm, I'm already past time, but I hope this encourages you to read the word and grow your own time with God to help the Holy Spirit lead you in interpreting and discerning what truth is and just understanding that life in Christ 
is so much better than anything else offered in this world. So, yeah, this has been a deep and really kind of intense episode. So I really encourage you guys, if you have any questions um, or just want to talk, please text me. Please call me. Please, in any way, communicate with me or someone um, that you can talk to about these things and just, just spend time together. Like I said at the beginning, just grow your faith and confidence in Christ by just talking about him. And just being with your people that you love. Talk about the one who loves you first. And that's God. Alright. Hope you all have an amazing day. Amazing week. Have yourself a nice vanilla latte.